Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. We are the DeMarie Group. I'm Grace. I'm Deanna. And we are here to tell you about the greatness of the Secret to Success podcast with Antonio T. Smith Jr. It is an amazing podcast where Antonio interviews famous millionaires from around the world. He also interviews famous billionaires as well, and it's very informative, very engaging. He always keeps you entertained and on the edge of your seat. He talks about anything from CBD to quantum physics to the law of attraction. That's me. And so you want to make sure that you tune in and listen to this podcast with Antonio T. Smith Jr. Tell them how they can check it out. You can go to any of your favorite web browsers, type in Secret to Success in Antonio T. Smith Jr. and it will come up for your listening pleasure. Check it out. Secret to Success by me. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thank you to a special thank you for joining us on a special edition of the Secret to Success podcast. Today we have a special guest, Mr. Jim Fortune. Hello, Mr. Jim. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing great, and thank you for the invite. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. We're so happy to have you. We're so very happy to have you. So for us to start off, I would I would love for you to just tell the audience who Mr. Jim Fortune is and what is it that you do. Okay, I'll keep it short because I know people are listening for them, not for me, but I understand, you know, they want to know who they're learning from or listening to. Obviously, my name is Jim Fortin. I am considered a leader in the subconscious transformation field. What I do is I help people transform their lives literally from the inside out. I do not get in the raw, raw motivation and things of that nature. What I help people do is transform their subconscious identity and their brain-based habits so that they can align themselves on the inside with their subconscious identity with what they want to create on the outside. I work with all levels of people. I work with movie stars, Olympic athletes, uh, billionaires, CEOs, to people that are selling professionals, marketing professionals, and even sometimes moms want to enroll just because they want to be a better mom in my programs. Mm -hmm. So long and short is I help people make significant change in their life 
understanding how their subconscious mind works, understanding how their brain works, the parts of the brain, how it processes information. I help people use science and ancient wisdom to transform their outer life. That is go. so awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love how you said ancient wisdom because we we miss out on the ancient wisdoms out there. And um, in working with Antonio and, and studying the same things that he studies, I understand the importance of ancient wisdom and how it does connect to today. Mm, so great. my next question. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So my my next question to you would be for those with in speaking on ancient wisdom. Can you please help us understand more for those who are listening that may not know exactly what is the subconscious identity? Okay, let's go there first. Um, because I know you were talking about ancient wisdom, and we'll go there too. All right. Everyone has, and, and science, uh, you know, psychologists call it the self-image as well, meaning how you see yourself. What is your image of yourself? What is your paradigm of yourself? What is your picture of yourself in your mind? Identity is your sense of who and what you are. Now, when we look at life, every, all of us have an identity, which we learn our identity as children from our parents. By the way, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I hear you perfectly. Okay, yeah. yeah. We learn our identity um, from our parents when we're kids. I mean, the second we pop out of the womb, we are metaphorically videotaping and audiotaping everything in our environment. We don't have the cognitive ability as an infant to recall things, but we start recording things. By the time we're two and three and four years old, at that point, we're little, like, little sponges. And we're learning who we are based upon what society, our parents, the church, our friends, our schools, our socialization tells us that we are, and we create a self-image. Now, most people live that self-image their entire lifetime, never recognizing they can change their self-image. And here's the reason it can be toxic for a lot of us, uh, because right now research demonstrates that 79% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, literally, right now in the U.S. of A. Well, many of these people have learned that money's hard to make, money doesn't grow on trees, we're not rich, uh, money's, m money's not for people like us. They hold that in their identity, and therefore they have the identity of a poor, struggling, or working-class person or a person who works paycheck to paycheck, and they can never get ahead financially. So our identity is, our, our, uh, for lack of better words, our picture of how we see ourselves subconsciously, and then that actually happens automatically in our life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Um, yes, it makes complete sense. I could, uh, My son is four, and one of the things that I have learned watching him is what you were saying, like they take snapshots and we yep. we take snapshots, we absorb and we learn. And, and the biggest thing that I've learned is we literally do learn by what we see more than we learn by what we hear because when we see something, that's the example that we have. And I've actually watched him do things that I didn't know he caught on to see and by seeing me do. So mm -hmm. I, when I say I completely <laughs> – but I completely understand what you say about that. Yes, sir. I'm 100% following you on that way. <laughs> so that's perfect. And everyone listening, that is perfect because you, everyone listening, you've learned to become who you are um, today. Even if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, you've learned to become that person by watching your parents when you were two, three, four, five, and six years old because we absorb everything like a sponge until about the age of eight years old and the analytical part of the brain doesn't really start developing until about eight. So whoever you are today, you've learned to be from your parents. That's why if your parents are Republicans, you're probably a Republican. If your parents are Democrats, you're probably a Democrat. If your parents are poor, there's a good chance you've learned poverty mentality. If your parents are Catholic, you learn to be Catholic. It doesn't mean we can't change those things, but it means we learn to become those things at a very early age. And for the purpose of this podcast is that this podcast is about success. We will mm -hmm. never have success in the external world, which everyone wants to be air quote a success. You will mm -hmm. never have it in the external world until you first create it in your subconscious identity first. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. Um, that is, and it's crazy. That's actually one of the things that Antonio teaches us. You know, he that's he teaches us about 
retraining and reprogramming your subconscious. And so my next my next question to you is mm-hmm. why is transforming your your subconscious or your self identity vital to success? Okay. Did you smoke any cigarettes today? No, I did not. How come? Because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did you smoke any cigarettes yesterday? No, I did not. Okay, so what you're telling me probably is you're a non-smoker, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Whatever you are in your identity is what you do in your behavior. If you were a smoker in your identity, you would have smoked. It would have happened automatically. What you would not have said is, you know, hmm, you know, it's Friday. It's been a long week. Should I smoke? Should I not smoke? Do I like smoking? What do I think about smoking? It doesn't happen like that at all. People that smoke, they smoke. Here's where I want to slow down here. People that smoke, they automatically smoke because their identity is a smoker. People who do not smoke automatically do not smoke because their identity is a non-smoker. Now, let's go to success. You had mentioned that Antonio actually had started a multi-level marketing company, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. I have coached uh, owners. Uh, actually, one of the owners that I coached is owns one of the top ten multi top ten largest multi level marketing companies in the world, and I've coached thousands of people inside the company. Now, I think it's an amazing industry. I really, really do. However, many people that want to build businesses in the multi level marketing industry, they don't make it. We know that it's just statistics, okay? But the reason they don't make it is because in their mind, they are not a successful entrepreneur. In their identity, they are not a successful entrepreneur. So, therefore, it's hard for them to be a successful entrepreneur because they are not a successful entrepreneur in their mind. That's why it's vital to your question that if we're not getting the results that we want, we retrain the subconscious mind to be the identity of the outcome we want to create. Because if we don't, we'll never create it. That makes sense, right? Yes, that makes complete sense. Perfect. What's next? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that and that that absolutely makes complete sense. And um, another thing that Antonio has taught us as well is, when in success, depending, it also depends on your motives. So your motives that you, I believe, your motives will be tied into your self identity as well. So how does how how does that go? Because you. Some people's motives are different from others because you just say, you know, people start network marketing companies because they they don't believe that they can become successful entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. In doing. I, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. How how does one actually recognize that you that the reason why you do the things that you do is because you don't have that belief within you? Okay, there's, this can get a little messy in taking this apart, so I'm going to walk through this slowly. Yes, okay. I agree with Antonio that motives are vital. Motives drive us. However, motives are also driven by identity. So let's say, for example, that because motives precedes motivation. So let's say, for example, that I, which I did, I grew up in a working class family. Uh, now I make millions a year. Um, coaching um, at a very high level. I mean, I, like I said, I've coached Olympic athletes, movie stars, et cetera, and I have my own programs. All right. Let's say, for example, that, well, it is a real example, that I grew up in a very working class family. And let's say that I believed, which I do not, let's say that I believed that no matter what I do, I can't make money. I would never have the motive to start a multi-level marketing company or any company because I already have a what's called a contextual belief, which is like a frame that says no matter what you do, whether you open a lemonade stand or a snow cone stand or a gym or a business, you're not going to be successful because money's hard to make. So our motives are also driven by our identity. So that's mm-hmm. why we have to actually, we have to have the identity or like Antonio says, we have to actually retrain and recondition the identity to have the identity of a very successful person. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Okay, and let me help people a little more here. I used to speak for many years, and it was many years ago, I used to speak at the same events as Donald Trump. And I never listened to other speakers. Tony Robbins was there and Donald and George Foreman and people like that. I never really listened to other people's presentations because that's 
we didn't do it. I mean, the speakers that were there would go to dinner and stuff like that. One time I listened to a little bit of Donald Trump, and he said, he goes, in 1992, I was so broke, he was walking in the streets of New York, and I saw a homeless person. And I recognized the person was richer than I was because I was $2.9 billion in debt, and that person was only broke. So that person was $2.9 billion ahead of me. Now, today, um, according to Forbes magazine, he's worth about three – well, it's, it's all for marketing and and every, licensing and everything else. He's worth about $3 billion. How could he be in the red by $3 billion, but he's back up to $3 billion? How do you think that happens? <laughs> he huh, he changed his mindset. He changed who he changed who he was inside, his identity. He changed okay, how he close. thought about himself. It's close. His environment changed. His external world changed, meaning money in the bank. He could look at it and didn't have money in the bank. But when he made the money before he lost it, he already thought of himself as a rich billionaire man. So when his external world changed, when his environment changed, on the inside, he was still a rich man. So he kept doing things that a rich man would do, which eventually brought him billions of dollars again. So his identity was always of being a wealthy man, even though the external world around him didn't match that in the moment. That's why we, you know, Antonio nailed it. We have to recondition that unconscious identity. Another story here that people can relate to. One of my clients, um, she's actually sold the company, but she owned the second largest private real estate company in Texas. She's a Dallas business icon. I mean, she's the CEO of a multiple billion-dollar company, and I was her coach. And she said, you know, Jim, most people don't get it. And we've all heard this, but they don't get it. It's about identity. And it's about, uh, like Antonio says, reprogramming the subconscious identity. She said, if people aren't first successful in their mind, they will not be successful in their business and in life. It all comes down to the mental aspect of it, and that is identity. That makes sense, yeah. right? That makes complete sense. Uh, when I first met, yeah, when I first met Antonio, my mindset was, yeah, you know, I have a business. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. But as I, <laughs> but as I got to, as Antonio mentored me even more, I realized that, oh, wait, my mindset is not the mindset of an entrepreneur, so it's time for me to change my mindset. There are things within my conscious and my subconscious that I need to reprogram in order for me to be prosperous as an entrepreneur. So I completely, I completely understand what you just said regarding the lady in Dallas and what she said because it's, it's amazing how just one thought can change your complete identity. You and I are talking the same language because I was like you at one point. I've always been self-employed, and I, I mean this humbly, but I make multiple millions of dollars per year. And there was a point when I was not making that kind of money, but I was an entrepreneur as well. And literally one day I sat down and I said, you know what, to myself, I said, you know what? You know how to do your business. You know how to do the mechanics of it, but you know what you don't know how to be is you don't know how to be a wealthy, very successful entrepreneur. What identity would a very wealthy, successful entrepreneur have? And I actually hired a coach to help me create that identity, and today I am that person. And I've been that person for quite some time. But you and I are speaking the same story because I had that same story. And until I shifted my identity about who I was, as an entrepreneur, even saying I'm an entrepreneur is not enough. I had to say I am and own and become a millionaire entrepreneur. That's when things changed on the outside world. Great story you told. I can relate. <laughs> and I like how you said I am a millionaire entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because being an entrepreneur is one thing. Being a millionaire entrepreneur is something else. Yes, completely, completely. Well, Mr. Jim, I would like to introduce you to my business partner. Her name is Grace Sandals of the DeMarie Group, and she is a part of our our special our special edition of the Secret to Success podcast today. And she hey, Grace. actually has. <laughs> hey, Mr. Jim, how are you? Good, thank you. So keep on going, Deanne. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say hi. No, no worries at all. And she actually has some questions for you as well when it comes to self-identity and reprogramming your subconscious as well. Sure, absolutely. Let's talk about it. Whatever you want.
Hello? Hello? Hello, can you Grace? hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. I was uh, uh, wanting to chime in on what you and Deanna were just talking about, how you have to have that mindset that you are a millionaire entrepreneur. And I, I love that story that you told about Donald Trump, um, uh-huh. of how he got $3 billion back after he was $3 billion in debt because yeah. he'd been having the habits and the mindset of a, of a billionaire. So it was just second nature to him. And we let's let's this, go there for uh, a second, Grace. Let's uh-huh. go there for a second and help people even more. What do you think would have happened if he lost his money, but he didn't have the mindset of a, uh, identity of a billionaire? What do you think would have happened? He never would have gotten it back. You, you nailed it. Simple as that. And I want everyone to hear that. He got it back because he had the identity first. All right. Keep on going. Let's visit. And um, the other thing that comes to mind is uh, Antonio was telling us one day, because um, he always talks about having that mindset. He said, do you know that Oprah became Oprah before she became Oprah? I Correct. Think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And let me add there that it's not just mindset. It's also our subconscious brain-based habits. Um, Research demonstrates that 95% of what we do on a daily basis is actually beyond our level of conscious awareness. It means it's just a habit. So, for example, Grace, have you ever driven somewhere and you're thinking about your day and you're in your head and you drive somewhere and you don't even remember, like, everything you just passed driving there? Right. That's that, it's happened. Yeah, we, we do that. Our, our brain takes over for us. It happened to me last night. I drove home from a, a, um, a store, and I drove home. It wasn't far. It was only like 10 minutes. I'm like, you know what? I was so in my head, I don't remember the whole drive. But here's the thing. People say mindset, but I, and I agree 100%, but I also say brain set because this is neurological, not psychological. We're driven by our brain base, which is the reptilian part of the brain, the oldest part of the brain. We're driven by our habits, like I talked about smoking earlier. So if we don't have the habits that create the outcome that we want, then we actually keep creating what we don't want over and over and over again, and we do it just like we drive on subconscious autopilot. So mindset is vital, and brain set is equally as vital. So I just wanted to share that. You are talking today, sir. (laughs) (laughs) We have to have both. (laughs) Yes, sir, definitely. So, Mr. Jim, I when you say we have to when do when recreating who you are, when getting that mindset and that brain set together, how do you reprogram yourself to become a better you? Great question. And this is it's really, really easy to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, everybody listening right now has reprogrammed their mind all day long. But actually, they haven't reprogrammed. They have programmed. Most people program their mind with the same stuff over and over and over, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And they will say things like, I cannot dance, or I'm not good at math, or I can't manage money, or money's for rich people, or I can't do that, or I can't have that, or I can't be that. And they say it over and over and over. Whatever we say to ourselves of repetition, which is a habit, which is brain-based, literally reprograms this subconscious mind. Now, um, you had mentioned when you introduced me that I am a master hypnotist. Now, that scares a lot of people because they don't understand hypnosis. Yet, hypnosis many years ago was endorsed by the American Medical Association. They did remove that endorsement only because they changed their endorsement criteria. But even today, hypnosis is endorsed by the, um, the American Psychological, the American Psychiatric, the British Medical Association, the American Dental Association, Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Columbia, the National Institute of Health, the Mayo Clinic. They all, and many more, all endorse the behavioral and physical efficacy of self-hypnosis. Let's just call it power of the mind to keep it simple. All right. I'm going to recommend a book. It's not mine. The book's a classic book. Um, It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Plain and simple, Mm. The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It's on Amazon. It's written by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Mm. Now, what I want to point out is that he wrote it from a Christian perspective. I'm not endorsing that. I'm endorsing the hypnosis in the book. I don't endorse anything that's going to divide anybody. 
What I'm saying is if that doesn't work for you, then just, you know, remove the word. Just remove those words, but learn the processes in that book about how to reprogram your subconscious mind. And basically, it's learning how to relax, to go in, to visualize when you can hear and you can see and you can feel, and you do that with repetition multiple times a day. We're literally reprogramming our subconscious mind. So I have no affiliate link. I don't get paid. My job is just to get people resources um, or to lead them to resources. I think that is a great book for people wanting to comprehensively learn how to reprogram their subconscious mind. Makes sense, right? Yes, yes, and thank you so much for the recommendation. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and get it. You know, Antonio is all about reading to grow yourself, so definitely go out and get that book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a, I'm so, okay, so I'm so very happy, Mr. Jim, that you brought up that <laughs> you brought up that you're a master hypnotist. So mm-hmm. you have you are a you are a master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming, a master yep. hypnotist, and you've also apprenticed with a shaman since 1994. Yeah. My question to you is, where did all of this begin? Okay. Um, well. I don't want to go too far off the deep end here, but I'll just say, you know what? It's just part of my past. It's lifetime. I'll keep it as simple as that. Um, it's just it's my calling this lifetime, and I'll keep it mm. as simple as that. Where it started, though, let's talk about mechanically where it started was in the 90s. Um, I was a young kid. I was, training, I was trading foreign currency, and I was doing very well. I had a business partner and I. He was doing very well also, and we were making a lot of money. What happened is we ended up losing all of our money and it bankrupted me, lost all my money. And I said, how do people come back from this? Uh, you know, how do people rebound from financial catastrophe? And I started reading the motivational works of people like Zig Ziglar, you know, he's kind of a godfather in the motivational industry and people like that. Mm-hmm. And I read the material, but I wasn't getting any change. And then I started mm-hmm. reading, um, then I started actually looking into what's called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, uh, plain and simple, I call it the psychology of subjective experience. Um, it's been around for a lot of years. It's very powerful. Um, and it's funny how people discredit things because you will see things like on Wikipedia and they call uh, NLP pseudoscience. Well, all psychology is pseudoscience. I mean, literally, it's just people, most, not all, but most. Um, like statistics and stuff like that, behavioral is not pseudoscience. But like, you know, Freudianism or, union, you know, union theories or, or, you know, any of these people. Judy works full time and yet is still able to travel regularly and not just a quick trip here or there. She vacations for weeks at a time. She found this amazing opportunity with U.S. Career Institute, an online school that taught her medical coding and billing. She studied at home on her own time and got to keep her day job and handle all her normal responsibilities while doing it. Now, she works at home, wherever that may be this week, making great money in the healthcare industry, doing a job that really helps people. And she gets to set her own schedule. She can basically work anytime, anywhere. Can you imagine the freedom? If so, U.S. Career Institute has a program for you. For over 35 years, they've helped people prepare for legitimate work-at-home job opportunities in the growing healthcare industry, like medical coding and billing. You can learn how to do it online in as little as four months. You study at home or anywhere at your own pace, anytime, day or night. Be your own boss. Choose your own hours. U.S. Career Institute is accredited by the DEAC, has affordable tuition, and has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Get free facts. Visit workfordoctors.com secret. Enroll with code secret by Monday, September 30th to get 25% off tuition. Exclusions do apply, so visit the website for details. Workfordoctors.com secret. So... I got into NLP, and it, and it helped. And I, I'm like, but how? How do I change on the inside? How do I come back from this? I've got to be a different person on the inside. And that's when I got into hypnosis, and then I worked at the Hypnosis Institute in New York City, which turned no longer around for three years, and then I trained and taught hypnosis for a lot of years. Now I do transformational coaching, but I wrap the hypnosis in and around the transformation, transformational coaching to help people get deep-level, lasting, core-level transformation in their life. So that's the long and short of how I 
how we're talking today. Awesome. Thank you very much for answering that question. Um, sure. And I just want I just want to let you know, on the Secret to Success podcast, Antonio is, he is, <laughs> he he loves things, like what's the, the yeah, he loves things like quantum physics and things of that nature. So please, law of attraction, so please feel free to openly discuss those things because it, that's what, you know, he, that's what he, yeah. <laughs> So I don't. I don't want you to limit your. Uh, not limit yourself. Okay. But I want you to be able to freely speak because it is. It's a secret to success. You know, if yeah. who who knows what exactly someone may grasp from what you say. So yeah. please feel yeah. free to to speak openly. You know. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me add there then. Let me add. And I don't mean to speak over you. I know what I you know watch today. Um, one of my podcast episodes, and I have a very successful podcast as well. I mean, I when I when I launched it, I debuted number six on iTunes the very first day. And one of my episodes is on how people use the law of attraction to actually repel money. Money is pretty much the number one thing that most people are, air quote, chasing in the world. And I remember many years ago, and by the way, I've talked about law of attraction for 20 years, well before the secret. Let me, let me go back even further here. We talk about ancient wisdom. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, is a shaman. Um, he is like a shaman that you would find in the Amazon forest. He's a shaman that you would find in Africa or Siberia. Shamans are known by anthropologists to be the oldest form of thought on the planet in terms of their thought system. Shamans would be the advisors to the Mayan kings, and they would be the medicine men in Native American tribes. <laughs> Pardon me. This is my sister's husband. Um, he's very private. Um, he almost lives as a hermit. This day and age, people call him from all over the world wanting growth spiritually or wanting to heal physically because modern medicine can't heal them. Many years ago, and he doesn't, I've never seen him read a book. Many years ago, uh, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but he told me about the Kabbalion. K-Y, it's a book, K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N, the Kabbalion. The Kabbalion, even though it was printed about 120 years ago, is believed to be 10,000 years old, the manuscript, that is. And the Kabbalion is the seven cosmic laws. Of the seven cosmic law, the first cosmic law, number one, is that the universe is mental. The universe is consciousness. Now, let's fast forward to the law of attraction, which I've been talking about since the 90s. And it was popularized in 2005 with the DVD series and the book called The Secret. Okay, I remember a lady one time saying, she goes, I don't think that law of attraction stuff really works for me. and Just I can't use it. I don't get what I want. Well, here's what she's missing. Is Let me make a metaphor here, is that we are all walking magnets of consciousness. And to give you an example, when a person has a, a heart attack and they are unconscious, they get shot. I mean, why would you shoot energy into a body, electricity into a body? Why? Because we are bioelectromagnetic beings. We have a heartbeat and we have brain waves, an EEG and an EKG. So what I'm, where I'm going here is we are like a bioelectro, the keyword, magnetic instrument, an organism. And everything that we think, we bring to us. So we can use the law of attraction to attract money or we can attract a lack of money by working from poverty consciousness. That's why I tell people, have you ever noticed that people who need the money the most have the least amount of money? The reason why is because in their mind, the first universal law in the Kabbalion, everything is mental. And by the way, this goes beyond positive thinking. But the first, but the first law is everything is mental. So if my subconscious identity is I am broke, I am broke. I am broke. That's literally a message we are sending out to the universe. Also, quantum physics. We are sending it to the universe, and we are bringing back no money because we keep thinking no money. Now, what I explain to people also, you can find this on YouTube. Um, I believe the best episode is about three minutes long, and I don't remember, remember the name of the channel, but I think it's called Dr. Quantum, I believe. And it's a three-minute video that talks about the double Split, S-L-I-T, double slit experiment. This is physics. What they've discovered is that in this experiment, physics, real science university, what they've discovered is that the observers of an experiment 
can affect the outcome of the experiment by the expectations that they have. What they recognize is that the world, the world around us, bends to our consciousness. So ancient wisdom has said it. Modern science says it as well, is that we create our world based upon the thought paradigms that we hold at an unconscious level in our mind. Whew, I said a lot. Does that make sense, though? <laughs> hey, crazy thing is, it makes complete sense to us. <laughs> Perfect. And let me go somewhere else with this. So we talked about multi-level marketing. I have coached literally – I've coached famous people, like I said, Olympic athletes. I've coached people that are like, Jim, why can't I make a go of this career? Well, a lot of people don't belong in a lot of different careers, and especially sales and marketing. But I look at multi-level marketing. So these people go to large events at a lot of different companies, and like I'm talking to some of the bigger companies that I've worked at and worked for, and somebody will say, you can do it. It's easy. I made a million. You can make a million. I made five million. You can make five million. That is true. But if the person in the audience doesn't have the identity of a millionaire, no matter what they do, because people are taught to go do things, no matter what they do, their doing is only as effective as who they're being in their identity. So if their identity is poor, their doing will not be thorough enough, it will not be comprehensive, and the outcome they will get is still not making money. Does that make sense? Complete sense. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And I, I don't want people to hear that because we're trained in the world to go do things. But you're doing is only as effective as you're being. And if you're not being effective at the identity level, then you are, your doing will not be effective, just like I talked about a smoker. If you're a smoker, it's easy to smoke. If you're a non-smoker, it's hard to smoke. It's easy to do what we are and hard to do what we're not. So if you want to be rich, you first have to be rich in your unconscious identity. Otherwise, it will not happen. So that brings me that brings me to yeah. – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please, go ahead. I'm all good. So, so, so this brings me to the question, why is it so hard for, uh, for us to break these habits? How, why is it so hard for us to change the, the subconscious and conscious mindset and brain set? That is a brilliant question, and let me answer that for you. Okay, let's not talk about subconscious identity yet because what we want to do – well, let me go here. So I'm saying, you know what? Through mental programming, we've got to change our subconscious identity. But then what happens is people forget to do the programming, and they don't stay up with it. Well, here's the reason. Now – and people will say – and I've got a lot of this in my podcast. Why, why is this so hard to break a bad habit? Here's the reason. Three predominant parts of the brain. We have the prefrontal cortex, which is the thinking executive part of the brain. We have the limbic system, which is called the mammalian brain. It's the emotional brain. It's the middle brain. And we have the oldest part of the brain called the reptilian brain. The reptilian brain is the oldest part of our brains, and it's the smallest part, but it's responsible for our survival. It's responsible for fight or flight. It's responsible for the automatic, uh, autonomic nervous system. Now, here's the thing. This part of the brain is where the habits are, are, are learned and stored. Now, the reason that we create habits is they are survival mechanisms. So let's say, for example, that you had to learn to drive a car every time that you wanted to drive a car. I mean, you would never get anything done. Every time you wanted to wash dishes, you had to relearn it. Every time you had to get dressed, you had to relearn it. doesn't make any sense, right? You're with me so far. Okay. Yeah. So the brain lear learns habits. Now, the reptilian brain works from, because that's where habits are stored, that part of the brain works from survival mechanism. And that part of the brain works from every habit that you have is a survival mechanism, and it's not going to let go of the habit because that part of the brain works from they need it, for, it needs it for survival. Now, let me give you an example. You could say, you know what, I smoke cigarettes, and that is bad, and I do not want to smoke cigarettes. Well, the habit of smoking comes from the reptilian part of the brain, but the thought about smoking comes from the prefrontal cortex thinking part of the brain. Then what happens is we get into what I call a brain battle. The thinking part is literally fighting the survival part. And here's why we fail, because the survival part of the brain is stronger than the thinking part of the brain. 
Why? Because it has to be because it's for our survival. So we analytically think, I am going to become a non-smoker and I'm going to stop smoking. The reptilian part of the brain says, no, you're not. That is a habit, even if it's smoking. That is a habit, and that is a habit you need for survival. Therefore, I am going to hang on to that particular habit. And then what we do is we fail when we try to smoke. Then we talk to ourselves and we say things like, you know what? Wow, I have no willpower. I'm weak. I can't do it. Every time I do it, I fail, and I just don't know how to quit smoking. I'm going to be a smoker for life, and I'm going to get sick. So what we've done is we have allowed, which there's a way out of this, but we've allowed our reptilian brain to control our thinking behavior. That's why it's so hard to break bad habits. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have, <laughs> okay, so I'm laughing because when you say the brain battle, I was like, well, I got three different ass things battling in my head. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have and every part, the thinking, the emotional, and <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's, I get it. Yeah, I've been there. And it's everything from whatever people are dealing with that are listening. Uh, because, see, even though it's psychological, thinking can be habitual. You can think the same mm-hmm. thing over and over and over, which is habitual. The people listening are dealing with all kinds of addictions because people get into addictions. And they can be working too much, eating too much chocolate, drinking too much sugar, drinking too much Diet Coke, smoking too many cigarettes, playing too many games on Facebook or, or online or on your phone or whatever. So people actually, they create the habit. Then what they do is they talk to themselves about the habit, but they don't know, like literally 99.9% of people don't know what I just shared with you about how the habits, when people will tell you, you got to break your habits and change your habits. Anytime somebody, or people will say, I want to change my mindset. Anytime somebody says they want to change their mindset, what they're really saying is they want to change a habit. Because they will say, you know, I want to change my mindset about eating chocolate. Well, they're saying they want to change their habit about eating chocolate. But 99.9% of people don't know that habits are driven by the reptilian survival part of the brain, which doesn't want to eliminate the habit. That's why they fail. But that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that makes complete sense. And, and Tony has taught us about that as well because he actually has a course called Returning the Subconscious in it, it it makes so much sense and in practicing and doing these things and it the thing that I've come across is we don't realize how hard it is because we don't actually take a moment to focus and understand our brain, our subconscious, our emotions and thought yeah. processes. We don't sit down and actually learn these aspects to be able to do these things. Like you just said, like everything you just said, there are a lot of people out there that are like, man, I want to change this, but never thought about the fact that, hey, you might want to learn how you function, like how you were created to function so you can be able to do that. Because I bet you there are a lot of people out there that, well, I I know for a fact there are a lot of people out there that that don't know there's three different aspects to your brain. And this is why (laughs) certain Mm -hmm. things change, but certain things don't. Yeah, let me add here also, this is really important. So what people are taught, many people, is they're taught that, you know what, Deanna, just use willpower. Be strong and use your willpower to stop the chocolate or the sugar or whatever. Well, notice that thought, willpower, is coming from the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain. Now you're actually intensifying the fight between the thinking part of the brain and the habit part of the brain. And the habit part of the brain has to keep you alive so it can fight like you wouldn't believe. So what happens is people actually go through their whole day focusing on fighting themselves to stop a habit, and then they fail because the reptilian part of the brain is stronger. And they don't recognize that using the willpower is actually working against them instead of helping them. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So, Perfect. so much sense. So, so Perfect. Sense. My goodness, that makes a lot of sense. Mr. Jim, I heard you say that there is a way out. Yes. I, I want, could you tell us what that way out is? Um, a way out of which thing, though? Out of habits or out of out of what? Yes, out of habits. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, this is not shameless self-promotion, but I just did a couple of episodes on habits on my podcast, which I'm sure you guys will mention later. Um, but I just, I just walk people through a process. And here's the thing. The anatomy of a habit is this. Is a habit is just a habit. 
There's no good habits. There's no bad habits. There are just for the, for the reptilian part of the brain. Now, the thinking part of the brain can say, are you crazy? There are good habits and there are bad habits. The good habits is going to the gym. The bad habit is eating sugar every day. And I'm just making that up. But the reptilian part of the brain, where the habit is stored, doesn't know good from bad. It just knows survival. This is what the habit is. So the first thing is that a habit is a habit, period. Now, what the brain does next, this is all neurological. As you can hear the brain talking, the reptilian part of the brain, it says, okay, um, you have habits. Now, it's my job to sustain those habits. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a cue, C-U-E. I'm going to give you a cue to remind you to go into the habit. So let's say, for example, somebody smokes. That is a habit. They smoke a pack a day. Prior to smoking, they start getting the urge to smoke. Does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the urge is the brain saying, hey, 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 snap my fingers, pay attention, pay attention, time to get in the habit. So I'm going to give you the urge, and you're going to feel the urge. And when you feel the urge, now you're going to become consciously aware, and you're going to say, oh, it is about 4.45 on Friday. It's time for me to have a cigarette. It's time for me to go home. Here's where most people get in the habit battle right here. Have the cigarette, don't have the cigarette. Have the cigarette, don't have the cigarette. The way out of it is this. I stopped, I'll give you the short version of it here, is I stopped a 20-year Diet Coke habit, drinking one to two Diet Cokes per day, five days a week, which was a habit. And I didn't think I'd be able to break the habit until I discovered what I'm going to share here. What I started doing is I started talking to myself. And I started saying, wait, that Diet Coke, I have the urge, that is not me. That is my brain talking to me. And I call it habit voice. It's the voice where habit starts talking to you. And I said, you know what? I am no longer a drinker of Diet Coke. And then I, what I call, move my attention. Now, what I mean by moving my attention is this, is all of us, you are where your attention is. Let me give you the best example. Let's say you're driving in the car and you're like, I want a cigarette so bad. I want a cigarette so bad. Oh, my gosh, I've got to urge. I want a cigarette. And then let's say you almost have an accident. What happens to your thought about the cigarette in that moment? It goes away. It goes away completely. So notice you can't have the urge if you're not having your attention stay on wanting a cigarette. So when I would, when I, when I'd want to Diet Coke, I would keep my attention on it. I'd keep my attention on I want it so bad, I want it so bad, I want it so bad. And when I move my attention... I no longer wanted what I was thinking about. And that's how I actually, the short version of how I teach people to, to break their bad habits. One more thing here, very important. By the way, I heard a ding. Uh, Grace and Deanna, are you still with me? Yes, sir. We are still here. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's the, the very big distinction is there's a difference between dismissing a bad habit and ignoring a bad habit. If you try to ignore the habit, which is what people do with willpower, you will fail. Now, let me explain, and then we'll wrap up here because I know we're almost on the hour, is ignoring a habit, it's kind of like saying, you know what, habit, I see you over there, but I'm going to ignore you, and I'm not going to let you control me, and I'm not going to let you make me smoke a cigarette. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to use my willpower. That's ignoring. That is a way to fail. A way to beat the habit is to dismiss it which metaphorically means that you literally, and as a metaphor, you turn your back 180 degrees to the habit and you don't even pay attention to it. Because if you don't do the habit, the voice is going to get louder saying, do the habit, do the habit, do the habit. That's survival mm-hmm. mechanism. And when you dismiss it, like you would dismiss a kid or somebody, I just like talk to the hand, you know? When you dismiss it, what happens very quickly the reptilian brain will say to itself, uh, metaphorically, the reptilian brain, if it could speak, would say, you know what? Every time I give you the habit to have a Diet Coke, you destroy the habit. I've done it now for a day, and you keep destroying it. Therefore, I'm no longer going to give you the habit anymore. I dropped a 20-year-old Diet Coke habit in about an hour by using that very same process. There is the process. Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> Hopefully it makes sense. 
Yes, it, it actually it made it did. It made complete sense. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Mr. Jim, again, this is a special edition of The Secret to Success, and the creator of Secret to Success, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., has joined us. That was the ding. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured he came on. Hey, Antonio, how are you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? You doing all right? Awesome. Good to talk to you, and we're so aligned. I love talking to um, Deanna and Grace. Uh, obviously, you've taught them well, and we're very aligned, and thank you for the invite today. Oh, yeah. No, no, man. I've been reading up on you and, and running this company, you know, when you get to the million-dollar level, it gets busy. Yeah. So I knew if I yep. send you my my very highly aware publicist who made me famous, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good episode, right? We had a good, yeah, we had a good time. Thank you so much. And the main thing is hopefully your audience, hopefully they're they're taking tools from what you're teaching them and what I just shared. Hopefully they're taking tools and Sometimes, Antonio, I found that I've done coaching all over the world like you and training. I find that even though they can hear it from you or from me, my group, they can hear it 20 times. When someone else says it a different way, they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. So I think it's always great to have different perspectives. People think the same thing, just a little different sometimes. No, I completely agree, too, and I can't wait. Actually, I want to put this episode up as fast as possible, man. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. But I did have a question for you, if you don't mind sure. answering one of Absolutely. my questions. Of course. So as, a high, as a high performer, mm-hmm. as someone that leads a lot of people, mm-hmm. and you have the habit of giving, yep. giving, and giving, and giving, right? You learned all yeah. these learned behaviors. How yeah. do you break the habit of giving too much to where it becomes unhealthy? I've been there. I have been there. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. Um, I teach people this. Is Number one is I can't save the world. And the example that I give people is this, and I'll go a couple places with this. Uh, number one is my nature. I teach people, for example, we talked about ancient wisdom. I use what's called animal medicine cards. Uh, they're native, it's a Native American um, practice where every animal had a medicine to it. And my life medicine animal, animal totem, is a turkey. And there's all kinds of like 50 different totems, and mine was a turkey. And when I, pulled, when, I, when I did the process to find out what my life totem was, I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? A turkey? I mean, I want to be like the Black Panther or a dolphin or something cool. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? Really? You know, this really sucks. But turkey medicine is like Thanksgiving. It's about serving. So my life is about serving. Now, to your point, I ask people, if I gave you a million dollars, where's the money better invested? In a homeless shelter or for college kids? And, Antonio, you're going to get this completely, is that I tell people that it's better used with college students because it's better to, to keep people in momentum to try to get people out of the mud into momentum, which you've seen that before, right? I, maybe he dropped off. Grace, are you here? Or Deanna? Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So it, it's better to keep people in momentum. So the way that I look at it to answer his question is I have very specific boundaries. Um, and that's, that's literally the simplest thing is to the people in my target market that I can help, I am there for them, but I have boundaries. There he came back there. Before. And my, that, that's okay. <laughs> yes, I've seen it before. Sorry, I got kicked yeah. out. Yes, I've no seen worries. it before. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw that the answering is um, in my business, I have very specific boundaries. Um, for example, I run coaching programs, and I actually have a team of coaches that coach. They've all been trained by me. Even when people in the coaching programs are investing good money to be in them, they don't contact me directly. They all know that they can, but I ask to respect my boundaries, is that I can't save the world. I can't help 74 people in one day, one-to-one. So for me, it's I know who I can help, I know who I can help the quickest, and then I set boundaries around that. Because I used to be the kind of guy that would like, let me just help everyone, and I'll just run myself into the ground. Well, I exhausted myself, and it doesn't work. So I know who I can help. I know what place in the market that I can help, and I help those people within the boundaries that I set for those people. Hopefully that makes sense, but that's how I, I, rightly or wrongly, that's how I operate at this point. Yeah, no, that makes good sense, and it's quite therapeutic. I definitely appreciate you, man. I definitely do. (laughs) 
Yes, sir. Well, I don't have any more questions. I'm going to enjoy the podcast over a glass of wine, probably, <laughs> Deanna. And Grace, back to you, and I'll sit here and eavesdrop. There, hey, enjoy the glass of wine, too. I'm not sure what you drink, but um, what do you drink? Cabernet? Merlot. 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 Well, yeah, Merlot and Cabernet. Same thing, almost. We are Merlot men, so enjoy your Merlot, That's and I'm going to have some more done in a bit. Antonio, nice to meet you, and I'm sure we'll cross paths. Thank you, bro. Nice to meet you. Thank you. You too. Okay, Deanna, we've got just a couple more minutes. Anything else today? And Grace? Well, no, sir. That is it for me. Grace, do you have any other questions? It was one more. That was yes. Oh, okay. Deanna, can you hear her? She's cutting out for me. Oh, that's it for me. Oh, okay. So we're all good, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so before we end, Mr. Jim, tell everyone where we can find you, and we'll also put it in the show notes as well, so they can just click and go straight to you. Very easily. My name, Jim Fortin, J-I-M-F-O-R-T-I-N.com. I do want to say something here. I am, I'm seriously, honestly, I'm not really big on self-promotion, even though I know that I need to. I have a, it's about a 90-minute video program. It's not a teaser program. It's a complete program at jimfortin.com, and it's called the Master Thought Formula. Um, I've gotten the most recognition from this program out of everyone. I personally think it's one of my best pieces of work. And it shows you step-by-step, literally, and I mean literally, how to manage your thinking so that you're never again pulled down by your thinking. It's not positive motivation. It's not rah-rah. It is literally showing you that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. Being the thinker of your thoughts gives you power over your thoughts. But they can download that program for free. It's 90 minutes video training, and I highly suggest that for people. And that's the best place to find me is my site, but my podcast is also on iTunes. Um, As I did mention, we debuted at number six the very first day, four months. We're at multiple hundreds of thousands of downloads in just a couple of months. And all the things that we talked about, I go Mm -hmm. into entire podcast episodes on a lot of these things. So we can go, people people can go a lot deeper there as well. So that's Awesome. And I am glad that you decided to self-promote because we are definitely going to make sure that that link is available for everyone as well. Mr. Uh, Jim, thank you. Yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me just add one thing there is that I'm doing a free training. It's a free three-part series um, starting, I think, week after next. If you actually download the Master Thought Formula, you'll be on my list and you'll get an email. I'm going to do six live trainings, three predominant ones, and then three Q&As after that showing people how they actually create their unconscious identities, where they all came from, and how to restructure. One call is going to be even deeper on habits and even more processes on how to break bad habits. And then one's going to be on the characteristics and ways of being that you want to be at the identity level. So if you download the Master Thought Formula, and this goes up before then, then we can let you know about those, uh, that, that three-part series that also has a Q&A with it. So entirely up to you, but I promise it will truly help you transform your life. And that's it. Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, hey, Jim, I, you, just gave me a, you just gave me an idea. Dan, yes, let's do Let's do a favor. Let's schedule Jim for another podcast. Okay, I rarely do that. But, I mean, I like the guy already. And you, I sir. want him to talk. I want you to talk about the program that you were just talking about pretty much the whole time and anything else. Plus, okay. have your team send us, since you're a podcaster, have your team send over, like, your show notes, and I'll okay. make your show notes the show notes of this podcast. And there was one more thing I wanted to yet have my brain. I was trying to actively listen and sure. forget what my brain was telling me. Only thing uh-huh. is I don't have any, I don't have, uh, for this show, I don't have any show notes. It just comes out of my head. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Well, <laughs> i tell you what. <laughs> Just email us all the country. What, what I want to do is I want to take my audience and send them all over to your podcast. That's what I really, really, really want to do. Yeah, let's do this. And I want to honor you and thank you for that. And I want to serve sure. you as well. Let's, let's talk off the podcast. I'll email you in just a moment. And then we'll go from there. Sweet. Sounds perfect. You're the best. Okay. Big hug to all of you guys. Deanna and Grace, thank you so much for your kindness and your hospitality. And you too as well, Antonio. And I'll send you all the good help. Awesome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, you you can plan better, you can dominate. All righty, make it a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Mm
Alright, take care, man. I used to laugh at things like law of attraction, what you think is what you create, anything related to energy, you attract who you are, anything of that nature I used to laugh at because I'm like, that's not true. And then I came across Antonio and his teachings of law of attraction. And at first I rejected it because, again, I used to laugh at these things. And the more and more I listened to Antonio's teachings, the more and more things actually started making sense to me. Things started opening up for me. And things started changing for me. The law of attraction teachings that Antonio does have absolutely changed my life from the way that I parent to the person that I am today to the way I do business to the way I live my life. I never knew how important your thoughts and your emotions were and that you actually attract that. You know, we always say this is what I want. But what are you attracting deep within you? What vibration are you putting out there? And it took Antonio's teachings for me to be able to understand that while in my head I'm saying, this is what I want. The vibration that I'm putting out is a complete opposite. Once he taught me that, the next step was to teach me how to vibrate at what I wanted. And once I started vibrating at what I wanted, that's when I noticed just how real the law of attraction is. Antonio has taught me that thoughts plus emotion equal creation. How to vibrate at what you want. How to put yourself where you want to be. To feel it. To smell it. To taste it. To see it. How to touch it. Put yourself there and stay there and vibrate there and it will come to you the people that you want to attract into your life vibrate there who are they how do they look what do they dress like what are their characters what you know who are they and the biggest thing that he ever taught me was how to be a better me through law of attraction i used to ask him how do i become better he was like you create who you want to be because I didn't know at the time where I wanted to be I just knew I wanted to be better and he told me exactly how to do it he said find the people who you are drawn to find those who are where you want to be and start moving like they move study them what I didn't realize was he was teaching me how to attract my future self And in the process of doing that, even attract being able to associate with these people, be on the same level with them, be in the same atmosphere and network with them. And I have actually had the opportunities to start moving in that direction because he taught me how to attract that into my life. And Learning the law of attraction through Antonio has truly changed my life. It has truly changed my success. It has truly changed who I am today. And while I am not perfect in the law of attraction, staying on top of and consistently listening to Antonio's teachings remind me every day to be grateful, to attract that into my life, to only focus on the outcome. And attract only the outcome in my life. And don't get stuck in the how and the why. Just focus on the finish line. And I'll attract the finish line into my life. The law of attraction has made me a greater person. I know it will do the same for you. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. 
So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture and there are so many different things that you can do this summer as a matter of fact you can free up as much time as you want to but if you're not using zip recruiter you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people so what is zip recruiter what is probably the greatest job finder that's out there and that's why you need Zip Recruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that Zip Recruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that Zip Recruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person. And then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out uh, review and rate candidates four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter it is a blessing and no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of uh, what I'm talking about, well, you go to ziprecruiter.com slash B2B, all spelled the regular way. That's zip, Z-I-P, recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ziprecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.